Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to this week's Friday Waffle, coming to you on a Friday for a change. Um, I usually uh, sort of pre-record these. Now apologies about this being an exceptionally short uh, waffle. I know I say that every time and nine times out of ten it just seems to run on and on. Um, but uh, I've just literally ran out of time this week um, and this has kind of been a last kind of ditch uh, waffle. I wanted to get it put out. I was actually tempted to, uh, to maybe leave it till Sunday. But I thought, nah, let's let's get it out. I need to keep my uh, audience entertained. So, anyway, how the hell are you? Uh, I hope you're. Uh, I'm looking at the window, by the way, because today was meant to be. I'm gonna, I don't know why I'm sitting forwards like that. Uh, today was supposed to be. Is it hurricane? I can't remember hurricane something or other. I was talking about that in my live stream. How they come up with these really, really namby pamby names for hurricanes, you know, instead of real kind of hard-edged, um, you know, Hurricane Reggie Cray or Hurricane, I don't know, um, <laughs> Rocky Marciano, I don't know. Instead he just says Namby Pamby Dudley and whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely pants names. But uh, yeah, we're supposed to be up in Scotland, we're meant to be getting 30 centimetres of snow and it was supposed to be, I think, between 40 and 70 mile an hour winds. Now, looking out the window, um, well, it's getting dark now, but uh, today, it's it's been fine. You know what? It's not been any worse than any other day in Scotland. I mean, we get wind and rain every day, apart from the second Tuesday in July, that's summer. Um, every other day is just crap, absolutely crap whether you get completely used to it. I was on a, a Teams call at work today and uh, there's a guy from New Zealand, not New Zealand, South Africa always joins us and I asked him, I says, how, uh, how warm it is it in South Africa? And I think it was 26 degrees. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> 
Anyway, listen, I have not got, like I said, I've not got much to talk about. I've really not got much to talk about. I'm actually, I'm actually heading, I'm actually going out tonight to uh, to play pool. Now, I've mentioned before, my girlfriend, now I've, I've always told people she played for Scotland. Now, she's reliably informed me that is not the case. She has had a trial for Scotland. She says there is a difference. There's a difference between having a trial and actually getting picked. However, she was playing a competition um, last Sunday and she beat, she got to the final and she actually beat two people who play for Scotland. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, she's better than them, so she should be in the Scottish team. But it's like a lot of things, I think there's a lot of who you know and all that kind of bollocks. Um, but anyway, tonight, um, Friday night, She's taking part in a tournament, and I mean, I, I like to, I like playing pool, but you know, I don't mind going along and watching her and kind of lending my, my support. Um, but uh, she said that why don't you go in for the tournament? She says it's a, is it a flyer they call it? I think it is. Basically, anybody can play, so uh, I think it's five pounds. So I'm putting my name down. I'm going to be playing. She says, don't worry, you'll be beating three nothing. So yeah, what confidence has she got in me? Um, I'll report back um, potentially on Sunday if I do a live stream uh, I'll let you know how I get on but yeah I'm taking part in a pool tournament I just play for fun you know <laughs> talking about darts uh, I don't know if anyone watches darts but you know I've got to say it is one of the best spectator sports it really is you know snooker to me, I think snooker has become really, really boring. It's become quite a boring sport. There's no, there's no personalities in, in put in snooker anymore. Not after like Jimmy White and Alec Higgins and all these kind of people um, kind of disappeared. But uh, that's is it's a phenomenal sport, and I've been watching quite a bit of it. Um, I was playing. We went down to have a game of pool about two weeks ago. And they had a dart, a couple of dart tables. Dart tables? Dart boards even. And I said to the guy behind the bar, I said, any chance of giving me a, a set of darts? Because I actually used to be really good at darts. Um, I used to play darts when I was about, I'm trying to think. I would say from about 11 years old up until I was about 14, 15. And uh, yeah, I had a, my dad... My dad put a dartboard on my wall in my bedroom. It was at the right height. Can't remember what the height is. Five foot nine or something like that. It's got to be the bullseye's got to be a, a certain height. So the dartboard was put at the correct height. And I also had an okay, which is basically the bit you have to stand behind. I had that at the right distance. Again, I can't remember how far it is. Six feet or seven feet. Can't remember. It's been a long time. But I was bloody good. I really was a good darts player. I mean, I played every single day. You know, I had... I would say hundreds of 180s, but I had loads of 180s. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, an uncommon thing for me to, uh, to get 180. My best ever darts checkout, I think, was... I think it was 13 darts, 14 darts, something like that, which... Yeah, well, it's not a, a nine darter. It's still, uh, still pretty good. Anyway, the reason I'm waffling about darts is uh, I noticed last night Gerwin Price, who uh, is an ex rugby league player, 
um, as in rugby league, he played rugby and then maybe he gave it up to play darts. He actually got, uh, he was taking part in, I think it was the Premier League darts last night, and he actually scored, he got two nine darters in one night. Now that is phenomenal, unbelievable. I mean, as a kid watching darts, watching, you know, watching and listening to Sid Waddell and, you know, Bobby George, Eric Bristol, um, Jockey Wilson, Keith Deller, all these guys, all the, the classics, Cliff Lazarenko, Dave Whitcomb, Mike Gregory, um, who else, Alan Evans, yeah, there was, there was tons and tons of people, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it, and back then, I mean, a nine darter was just, it was like the holy grail, it was something you quite simply never ever saw, you know, people would get close a few times, but they never ever managed it um, until I think, uh, if I remember rightly, what was his name? He was a an American, and I've com- my his name has completely escaped me. Can't remember his name, Nicky somebody. I can't remember. Anyway, he was uh, he was an American, and I'm sure he got he got a nine darter, but I don't think it was televised. But the first. Um, televised nine data was John Lowe he was a phenomenal I liked him he was a he was a really nice guy he was quite an old guy at the time when he was playing really nice person um, he was like your Cliff Thorburn was to snooker he kind of ground you down he was a steady consistent player but uh, yeah John Lowe got a nine data and you know people went apeshit you know people went mental because it was such an amazing achievement and then when you know when the 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 BDO the British Darts Organisation guys like Eric Bristol were basically unhappy that they weren't really getting that much money considering how much considering how popular darts was in the, the sort of late eighties early eighties they were making a shitload of money but the darts players weren't making a lot of money so <coughs> excuse me basically it split. There was a group of guys, all the basically all the top players, um, all the top players apart from a handful, went across to the PDC, which is the Professional Darts Championship, whatever. I don't know exactly what it stands for, but all these guys, including Eric Bristol, they all went across, and then Eric Bristol had a prodigy or a padawan called uh, Phil Phil Taylor. Then Phil Taylor then became, he went from being a Padawan to the Master and he then went on to, but I believe, win, was it 11 World Championships, which is a phenomenal achievement. doesn't matter what sport it is. I know some people say darts isn't a sport. A sport doesn't have to be physical to be a sport. I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, snooker would be a sport, whatever it is. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, Phil Taylor... Nobody could touch him. Absolutely nobody could touch him. And then as he's gotten older, he's obviously, I think he's now, kind of, he's retired from the game. And people like uh, Gary Anderson, Peter Wright, Michael Warren Gerwin, um, and most recently like uh, Gerwin Price, these guys have all come to the fore. And uh, the, the standard of darts now is just mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, Back in the the good old days of you know the 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 BDO, 
100 was a good score. Nowadays, 100 is a poor score. You know, you've really got to be getting ton 40s or 180s. Um, phenomenal. But, yeah, to kind of cut this short, um, Gerwin Price got two nine-darters. Um, not in the same match, but in the same night. Um, mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. So, anyway, back about video games. Apologies. I know people tune in to watch these videos to watch me talking pish about computer games um, and sometimes... If you've watched any Friday Waffle, you'll know that I do kind of go for a tangent from time to time. Um, what have I been up to this week? Um, I was meant to be going to my cook school on Wednesday, but it was cancelled due to the weather. It was actually worse on Wednesday than it is tonight, even though you know tonight was meant to be the really, really bad day. Um, but I do have cook school tomorrow. I'm going through with my girlfriends tonight after I've recorded this. Playing in a pool competition and then I'll be coming back through tomorrow morning to go to cook. So hopefully it's going to be on as long as the snow doesn't kind of get any worse. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of been it. But this week, what have we been doing gaming wise? Yeah, I was at uh, Tuesday. I was at the computer club. Always good fun going there. What did I take along? I took along the Atari ST. Um, <clears> hmm. <throat> the Atari ST. What can I say about it? It was it was the first 16-bit computer that I bought. I went from uh, the Commodore 64 to the Atari ST. And whilst very initially I was like, wow, this is a big step up, I very quickly became quite despondent and disappointed because, as we all know, the C64 has got the most wonderful sound chip, bar none. Um, it's got the wonderful SID chip and the Atari ST doesn't and the Atari ST sound compared to the, the, the C64 was like a backward step so I was disappointed but you know I mean I had the, the ST for I don't know it wasn't a long time I reckon it was probably under a year I had the ST and uh, it was it was always going to be a stopgap until I could afford the Amiga because the Commodore Amiga to me was it was something special it had all the, the sort of custom chips and you know it was the dog's bollocks basically um, so yeah I kind of I put up with the ST until I could afford a, an Amiga there was a, a shop uh, in Portobello which is part of uh, Edinburgh which is part of Scotland uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah there was a there was a shop that you could basically trade in you could trade in an Atari ST and buy an Amiga so I did that Anyway, getting back on topic, um, I took my Atari, it was, I didn't have, what did I have, I had the 1040, the Atari, ten, not 1040, the Atari 520, that was the machine I had, um, but about, I don't know, three, four years ago, I bought an Atari 1040, <clears throat> um, and yeah, which basically had more memory, it had a, a Meg, as opposed to 520, it had, it had one mega memory, or 1024 bytes, whatever, meg, ah, I can't remember, no, it's got one mega memory, yeah, um, yeah, 1024k, I should say, I think, is that right, yeah, I think it is, anyway, yeah, I took it along in, on Tuesday, and one thing that, I realised about the Atari ST 
was it was kind of like a, a Diet Coke version of the Amiga. It was the same as Amiga, but just not as good. And that is why I don't really play it very often. I mean, I play it for nostalgia, but the thing was, virtually every game that came out on the Atari also came out in the Amiga. So I never really see a lot of point in playing a poor version of a game. Why Why not play the better version? I, I mean, was there any? I would say 99% of the games that came out on the uh, Atari ST, which then came out in the Amiga, 99% of them were, or maybe not 99%, I'll go for 76% were better on the Amiga, they had better sound, better graphics, played a bit quicker, more colours. Um, I think the only two exceptions that I can think of or is it two exceptions or one exception possibly? Yeah, probably just one exception was Lamatron, which is a, a Jeff Minter classic. It's basically Robotron, but uh, Jeff Minterized. And uh, yeah, apparently Jeff Minter always says that the Atari ST version is the better version. I don't know why. I mean, it was written specifically for the Atari ST, and I don't know whether Jeff just kind of ported that across. But he always says that if you're going to play Robotron, not Robotron, if you're going to play uh, Lamatron, play the, uh, the Atari ST one. Um, any other games? Can't remember. I mean, there was very few games that never got released for the Amiga. The only game that I can think of, which is a good game, and it was one of the last games that I ever bought. I, I, in fact, I can remember rightly, I bought it about a week before I sold my Atari ST and it was OIDS O-I-D-S I have played it a few times in Atari ST streams it's kind of like Thrust um, you control a little spaceship it's not vector graphics it's you know sprites or whatever it is um, the scrolling is a bit shit um, it isn't very good um, but it's a great game you've got your land you've got to you know and you've got to try and rescue your little uh, prisoners, whatever, I don't know, hostages, I don't know. Um, but that, that was a good game. But yeah, like I said, I just felt that most of the games, I mean, the, the early Amiga games were merely ports of the Atari ST. And that used to annoy me because you wanted, when you had the superior computer, I don't care what anyone says, that the Amiga is a superior computer. I know some people have a lot of uh, love for, uh, I mean, one of my mates, uh, Jamie, he's, uh, or what do you call him, uh, well, it's Jamie uh, Juno6. He is an absolute massive Atari fan. He loves his Atari to bits. And I understand that. It's like, you know, even though we know, everyone knows the Commodore 64 is better than the Spectrum, there are people that will say the Spectrum's better because that's the computer they had and that's kind of how it works when you've got a computer you always thought your own was a better bit. You know, let's get honest. Facts, factual, the Commodore Amiga is better than Atari ST. There's not really much. Other than the Amiga not having a, a MIDI interface, there's really nothing, you know, why not Why not get the best? Um, why get an ST when you can buy an Amiga? So, yeah, when I took that along on Tuesday, what was the game? I was playing one particular game, Silkworm. 
and it just I don't know the scrolling it, it felt quite slow it felt quite jerky disappointing really disappointing though however I've got to say there was one game that I played and I was actually really surprised at just how good it was and I would even say it's better than the Amiga one and that was Slum Car Racer um, it played really well I mean my ST doesn't have a it doesn't have like a what do you call it an expansion port or anything it doesn't have an accelerator board but I have to say it's brilliant it's really fast really smooth so yeah that's one game I can think of that's probably better than uh, the Amiga version if there's any other games that you would say play the ST version rather than Amiga please let me know please let me know Um, yeah so that was Tuesday Um, Wednesday what did I do I didn't do very much I was meant to be going to Cook Soul didn't do very much at all I think uh, yeah I did a live stream I did a a Capcom live stream Um, good fun always enjoy doing the live streams I have kind of cut back on them as you know but uh, good fun so that was Tuesday and then Thursday last night yeah last night my mate Kenny came over Um, he's he was the guy that got me. Kenny's actually a, a first dan in Cooksville. So Kenny, he was the guy that got me into it. Um, but Kenny's kind of injured at the moment. He's trying to get himself quite fit. I think he lost a bit of fitness over Kenny, uh, over the whole Kenny COVID thing. Um, so yeah, anyway, Kenny was across last night and uh, we were just having a play about with uh, the Raspberry Pi. Um, I've, I'll be honest, I've kind of Lost interest in Raspberry Pis, I think, because of the uh, the whole what do you call it lag, you know, in controls. When you move the joystick, there's a fraction of a delay. Um, but I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised last night because I've got a Samsung TV and it's got a game mode, which means you can basically uh, it stops all the kind of post processing of the picture. Like if you didn't have that switched on. When it's processing the picture, it does a lot of work in the background. I mean, I think modern TVs have microchips and all that. Everything's got microchips nowadays. It's ridiculous. Um, and that takes time. So when you're playing a game like a, you know, a, a, an arcade game, it's got to be, the response time has got to be instant. And if there's a slight delay, it's just not as good. Um and I've always found that Raspberry Pis can be a bit like that. But I have to say, because of this uh, TV, it's got a game mode, it was actually playing really, really well. So I think Kenny was mega impressed. He's got a, a Raspberry Pi 3B+, Plus, I think it is. Um, so yeah, he's looking forward to Kenny getting stuck into that. So anyway, listen, I'm going to... Uh, I've not really got a hell of a lot to talk about. Um, let's have a quick look. I'm looking at... Last week's, or sorry, two weeks ago was a Friday Waffle Questions. Um, there's not an awful lot. <clears throat> Dave Connolly, hey, thanks for having me on. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I must admit, I have no idea that I said to you, you know every second sentence. <laughs> you know what, Dave, when I listen to myself on YouTube, I say listen guys all the time. That's one of my favourites. Uh, there's lots of things that I say. I'm sure people quite easily do an impersonation of me I think you know when you put yourself behind a camera um, you know <laughs> it's when you watch yourself back you're like I said that that phrase four times in the last ten minutes 
Anyway, this was great. The Friday Waffle is a favourite of mine. I've been listening for about three years. What a treat, thank you. You're very, very welcome, Dave. You're welcome on my channel anytime. I mean, you've done, in your own uh, in your own way, you have really, uh, you've, you've helped me an awful lot. You've encouraged me. And I think I mentioned in the Waffle, you're one of the most optimistic, positive people I've ever met. And that's a fantastic quality, it really is. But anytime, Dave, anytime you want to come onto my channel, just give me a shout, buddy. Um, yeah, Mark went is saying Dave is one unique character. He loves the guy. There you go, Dave. You've got plenty of fans that watch my uh, my channel as well. Not Mark Knopfler is saying uh, Dave Conley is a bloody legend. Thank you for having him on. Yep, you're a legend as well. Apparently I'm a legend. That basically means that we're old. Um, <clears throat> Tref, is it Tref Wood? Let me think. Tref Wood Punk says, very enjoyable uh, wee show. And nice to hear Dave Campbell having a blether on other topics. Dave Campbell? That's what, another different mate. Dave Conley, sorry Dave. Um, a nice crossover of interest. Would be cool to hear you on one of Dave's streams as well. I think Dave has actually said he will get me onto one of his programming ones. What I could bring to the table with that, I have absolutely no idea. But, you know, I would love to come on it. That Formula 1 game is mad, by the way. Never seen it before. Need to fire that up for a laugh. Yeah, CRL Formula 1 in the spectrum. Charlie Farr, question for next Waffle. I've heard you mention on a few occasions that aside from meeting people, you don't really care for Play Blackpool and other expos. What features, guests, do you think would get you really enthused to go to one? Yeah, I've said on multiple occasions that I think the play events, they need to really change the formula. Um, they're very much the same. It's the same thing year in, year out. I mean, you know, whilst arcade games are fantastic, it's the same machines. Um, compared to arcade club, you know, arcade club pisses all over the play events. They really do. Um, for the, the sheer number of arcade games. Um, I mean, I don't know how many arcade games they take to play Blackpool, but... They're a far, it's a far smaller scale. There's maybe, I, w I wouldn't even say there's 100 games um, where there's uh, arcade club, you maybe get 300, whatever. It's the same machines. I don't have a lot of time for like the consoles and whatever, the home computers, because I've got them all. Why would I want to travel 300 miles south to then play a computer that I've got myself? Don't, not interested. The, the selling part of it all the retailers overpriced I know this hobby of ours has kind of taken off and uh, it's taken off but the prices is insane um, so you're not going to get a bargain forget it like I say and another thing which I've been quite critical of in the past the panel guests guest panel panel guests panel guests I'll go with that I'm not Yoda Um there have had some interesting people on in the past. Um, one of my particular favourites was uh, Magnetic Fields. I mean, the guy that interviewed them absolutely knocked out of the park. That in the Houston the panel talk, yeah, the guy, again, the guy that interviewed these guys was absolutely phenomenal. Bloody handsome bloke as well, by the way. Um, but yeah, what in the last few years, or not the last few years, in the last probably 10 years, 
they will from time to time have a, a YouTube panel where it's people who make YouTube channels. Now, I have mentioned this before. Now, whilst I do enjoy watching um, said panellists, I mean, I like watching their videos, it's been the same people year in, year out. It's always the same people they have. And I'm not having a dig at these people, not at all. Because it'd be like picking your fa your favourite 10 musical tracks and just listening to them over and over and over again. You'd soon get fed up of it because you've heard it all. And there is only so much you can talk about in YouTube and whatever. So I've always thought to myself, you know, there must be other retro gaming channels and have these people on a panel. You know, you don't have to be the biggest channel. You don't have to have 100,000 people watching your channel for you to have something to talk about, something interesting to talk about. So I just wish Play Blackpool would have a wee think about it. Not just Play Blackpool, it's the same, the Play, I don't know what the company's called. I wish they would just kind of go back to the drawing board and think, wait a minute, we could maybe get, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a pity there's not some old Scottish guy that talks about old systems. I mean, it's really, it's a shame something like that doesn't exist and get him along and, you know, talk pish. Um, but nah, joking apart, there are a lot of YouTube channels, uh, retro gaming channels, that don't have thousands and thousands of subscribers, and I think they would make a good panel. So, something to think about. So, for that in mind, um, getting back to what you've asked me, uh, Charlie, I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people, excuse me, who I think would have interesting tales to talk. Tales to talk? That doesn't make sense. Interesting tales to tell, I should say. Um, you know, yeah, even like, I mean, Tony Temple, I think he has done, I think he was, I don't think he was at Play Blackpool, but Tony Temple, John Studley, they could stand up and talk and tell the people why they're so good at video games. Um, you've got, what's his name, uh, Chris Wilkins, who basically does all the, all the, the, you know, the Zap magazines and that kind of stuff. Get him up, you know, he's been involved in the industry for a long, long time. Why not even get the guys from uh, Retro Gamer magazine? Um, I mean, I'm kind of critical of them because for a magazine, considering how long I've been in this industry hobby for, I don't actually know any of the guys that write for uh, Retro Gamer, which is weird considering I do know a shitload of people. I mean, I've been playing retro games. I've been online with the whole community since, like, 1997. Yeah, don't know any of these games, but you know what? There's there's loads of people, uh, Charlie. There's tons and tons of people. I mean, it'd be wonderful if they got like um, I don't know some of the guys from like, the early uh, speak to Tony Temple. He'll give you he'll give you contacts. People who involved in the early Atari games, whatever. I mean, the last Play Blackpool event, um, I didn't go to it. Um, there were, I mean, I can't even remember. The guests they had, and again, this is not a dig at these people, but it was all, was it talking about the Evercade machine and talking about, was it Antstream? It was it was modern stuff they were talking about, whereas we want to, most people want to talk, um, most people want to talk about the old days. Paul Jenkinson, he's an absolute favourite of mine. He's got an absolute fantastic uh, YouTube channel called The Spectrum Show. Get him in it. You know, there's loads of people. 
loads and loads and loads of people that they, that could appear. So anyway, listen, thank you very much, Jay, Charlie. Uh, Colin Jones, I don't think. Uh, was that a question? Yeah, there we go. Extra quick waffle question. We all know Valentine's Day is just around the corner, but are you aware of the better event a month later? Better event a month later. <laughs> right, Colin, you I, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Easter? I have no idea. Sorry, you've completely got me in that one, mate. Um, uh, uh, uh. Right, I'm going to have to... Oh, right, no. Wow. Right, listen, I've... Uh, I was asking about, we are talking about the Millennium Bug and what exactly was it now. Klaxon Cow has just given me a war and peace all about it, which is phenomenal. I always enjoy reading all these things. I'm not going to read out in this because this, the uh, the waffle would run on and on and on. Um, yeah, but th- thanks for that. I always enjoy listening to that. Um, I think, like, listen, that is... That is the end of the questions. Oh, also, actually, yeah, I completely forgot. Last Sunday, I uh, I recorded a video with, and I can never pronounce his name, Lactobacillus Prime, Mark. Now, Mark has been making videos for quite a long time. He's got a cracking YouTube channel. Um, I will put a link to it down below. Please go and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, I had a really good natter with Mark on last Sunday. Chums talk pish, so that will be coming out. Um, I don't know, probably early next week. I need finish getting it edited. That'll be coming out next week. One thing that I was going to say, and I was going to say, uh, and it's kind of—I feel like I can't say it now, but I am going to say it. This whole retro community, if I was retro gaming community, when I started um, back in two thousand and thirteen. It was quite a close-knit little group of people. Um, I mean, we're all part of, most of us are part of Retro and Lynn. You know, it's a collection of people. We all do the same kind of stuff. And in the early days, we were very close. We would give shout-outs to video channels, other channels. We would we would ask questions. We'd have, like, a question for the community. And then everybody else would all give their own answers. I've noticed that doesn't seem to exist anymore. Don't know why. I mean, it's certainly not a lack of uh, video channels, YouTube channels. There's still tons and tons of YouTube channels out there. Maybe it's become too big. I don't know. Um, but that is all kind of that's all disappointing me because we were quite a close knit little group. I mean, well, I'll, I'll not talk about it. You can watch the chums talk pish, but. Uh, Mark Lactobacillus Prime, he did, uh, he showed me the ultimate of like friendship uh, with regards to YouTube uh, when he basically, when I took my, my uh, channel offline for reasons which I'll talk about in uh, the, the video next week. And uh, when I put the video, when I put my channel back again, I realised I basically lost 99% of my, my subscribers. And Mark went out his way, made a video asking people to subscribe to my channel. And Whilst I've still got, there's a lot of people that I still do watch on YouTube, 
um, they'll all know who they are. There's no cross platforms anymore. Actually, maybe one of the few channels that still can actively gets involved with other channels. I don't know why that happens. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, things change. But listen, I just want to, I just want to finish off this video with uh, a bit of uh, very sad news. Kim Justice, who uh, she's a friend of mine's, I've met Kim a few times at the Blackpool events. For a big YouTuber, um, she has she's got a fantastic channel now. There are channels bigger than Kim's, but uh, I've got to say Kim has got this uncanny knack. She's got a phenomenal knowledge of the old days, um, you know, the old chat, the old channels, the old computer games and that kind of stuff. But she is completely, she's not an arrogant person, she's so down to earth, um, she's a lovely person in real life and the research that goes into her channels, into her videos is phenomenal. Now unfortunately, um, well Kim's partner, uh, Sophia, um, Sophia, I'm sure Sophia herself wouldn't mind me saying this and I'm sure Kim wouldn't either. Sophia was, uh, let's just say she would call a spade a spade. <laughs> she had uh, she had an uncanny uh, habit of using colourful language from time to time. Now, I don't think Sophia had her own YouTube channel but Kim used to get her onto some live streams and what have you. And I always found them really fun to watch. They were always really entertaining. Uh, and Sophia was not shy at coming forward. She would be dropping the F-bomb on a regular basis. And uh, yeah, and that, you know, t t there's a lot of people in this world and now and again you get characters. I think we can safely say that Sophia was a character. Um, anyway, um, Kim posted yesterday that Sophia has very unfortunately passed away, um, which has come as a shock to myself and to, you know, a lot of people. So, I mean, I have, I did message Kim just to see how sorry I was and, you know, I'm extending that, that, uh, you know, my thoughts in this video as well. Um, you know, it's sad, it's sad. I mean, Sophia wasn't, she wasn't an old person at all. Um, I don't know, you know, any circumstances, whatever, but uh, I just want to say, Kim, once again, you know, really, really sorry to hear the, the sad news with, with Sophia. As I said to Kim on, on the, my, my private message, Sophia has not, she's merely gone to level two, you know what I mean, and she'll always be, she brought a lot of fun and happiness and entertainment to me and a lot of other people, so, uh, yeah, I just I want to dedicate this video to, to Sophia and Kim. So, anyway, listen guys, there's not very much else I can really say. Um, I hope you all have a nice weekend. I will I'll probably be along. Nah, nah, I'm, nah, I'm not going to say anything. I probably won't be along on Sunday. If I am, I'll let you know. Um, but anyway, listen, stay safe. The weather is to get bloody horrendous over the weekend. Please stay safe. Look after yourself. Uh, have a great weekend. And finally guys, as always, thank you so much for watching.